0: Welcome to the second series of The Slice, a weekly pick-me-up podcast covering everything from work woes to self-care. Brought to you by myself, Tara Starlett. And me, Mega Morass. We
1: bring you bite-sized segments to get you motivated every Monday morning. The Slice podcast is a motivational tool to build your morning routine around, so you can start your day on the right foot and kick ass all week. Sitting down with Hannah Robathan, who is the co-founder of Shadow Magazine, and Hannah is going to be speaking today on the importance of connection and how to keep motivated around making connections. Hannah, welcome. First thank thank you. off, you tell us a little bit about Shadow Mag and how it all came about.
2: Yes. So Shadow is, uh, which stands for see, here act, do. Which is, is amazing. Like it's an online and print publication uh, which brings together the arts, activism and academia to amplify voices of those at the front line of social change. Uh, we look at a different topic per issue which is released biannually. annually So we launched in January and we had our first uh, issue out at the end of January which was themed on migration to Europe and then we just recently in summer released our second issue on global womanhood. And it's amazing, Megan and I are
0: both um, blown away by what you've done with the magazine.
1: (laughs) I was saying earlier actually, I've never read a magazine that is just so, doesn't have an agenda, other than giving a platform to such a vast number of experiences and it's just really bloody refreshing to see <laughs> that so you guys should go get one where where can people go and get one?
2: Uh, you can find it on our website which is shadow-mag.com okay. Um, but we're also stocked in the Tate gallery, the ICA. And some that kind is of nice. It's awesome. It's really, really great. Um, yeah. And also I think the best part of it is exactly what you were just saying. What we're striving to be is a platform for people to take control of their own stories, of their own narratives. Mm. And so by being in spaces like the Tate and the ICA, we're kind of supplanting these voices, into those spaces, which I think is so important because these are the people who need to take up space within those, you know, places.
1: It makes me think, did anyone listen to Obama's leaving speech? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So you remember how he... I remember so vividly he gave us almost a warning at the end of the speech Mm. about media and consumption of media and how we're all becoming very tunnel-visioned, essentially, and just listening to our own experiences mirrored back onto ourselves and that's what i enjoyed so much about shadow when i was reading it they were not my experiences they were the complete opposite of the experience that i have lived and by being able to access those experiences my you know just my knowledge became so much greater
0: through it. It's like the antidote to the echo chamber.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Exactly Strat right. line. Yeah. <laughs> taken. <laughs> so
0: Hannah's here today speaking to us about the theme of connection, which is so relevant to everything that you do, connecting these activists with artists and um, with academics yeah. as well. i got, I'm like got <laughs> the three A's. So. <laughs> it's um, the morning. It's and, second. and also connecting your readers with the... Ex- different experiences and stories of the contributors to the magazine as well. And um, I know that you run it with your friend and uh, co-founder Izzy, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just really impressive what you guys are doing and have done. So thank you for coming. Today to join us. Our first segment of the agenda is um, the, your morning routine, so please let us know, what's the secret?
2: Yes, so um, my dirty secret is I don't have a morning routine I as such. I love it when someone <laughs> says that. <laughs> I get
0: so bouncy when people don't have a morning routine. Yeah, because I'm like, it's so
1: hard to commit properly to a morning routine. Yeah. Like, mm. Let's lift the lid. No one gets
2: up at 4am, give me strength, good one. Exactly. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Izzy and I talk about this a lot it's a both the blessing and a curse of being freelance when it comes to routine because in theory you're like the architect right of your day of your routine but I think it means we probably cram in more than we would if we did have a set routine but then it can also mean if we've like done an event or just been out really late or got really drunk, we can start at ten instead of starting at seven, you know. So it's fine. But I think when it comes to routine for us at Shadow, the two of us, we Izzy and I have been best mates since we were at school. Cute. Psychos, um, and...
0: <laughs> isn't it? Ah.
2: Yay! <laughs> we just did a fist bump. FYI. <laughs> 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 um. The because of this, um, we've got um a relationship which has now changed because we work together and we Mm. see each other like pretty much every minute of every working day um and so something that's been really important in terms of our routines is carving out space for us to just sit back and just be friends and not talk about shadow and kind of nurture that connection with our friendship which is so important so that's I mean if it's any if anyone's looking for advice it's so important to keep connected with personal relationships
1: oh my god I'm gonna put that into my morning routine but with my husband because Mm, he runs a business too and honestly we wake up and it's like problem 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 there's no like hey should we have a snuggle so I'm gonna do that
0: snuggle time thanks yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's really really interesting I love that you're making time to have a nice conversation in the morning I feel like that's gonna set the tone for the day in a really lovely way
0: yeah, and really um, great takeaway for our listeners, uh, which leads us on rather. She is
1: loving. <laughs> Look at this like segueing situation <laughs> happening, right? And that leads us perfectly on to The Limit List,
0: which is our, um, you know, real tips and tricks for the listeners to uh, bring this element, our topic today being connection, into their lives. How can our listeners get more connected? Uh, and nurture their existing connections. So I know that Shadow Magazine started as an online community, um, and that since then you've turned it into real-life experiences, um, which have more meaning and more real-life connections with events around your launches and, of course, the magazine. Um, so what uh, tips and tricks would you give to our listeners for... Um, maintaining that sense of connectivity Mm -hmm.
2: well so it's interesting because that's exactly it like when we're talking and writing in the magazine about kind of arts and activism it doesn't make sense for it to be confined into print like you have to live it you have to experience it Mm -hmm. um so events is a huge part of what we do and so my Live it list number one is participation in events you don't have to organize them yourselves but seek them out because there are so many out there um, and that's how you make connections you make mm. real life connections through actually participating
1: what do you think this is just a slightly off topic but let's say someone went to an event and they were really enthused by what they heard but and they wanted to connect with someone let's say it's a panel how would you suggest like approaching
2: them I think just be bold and just ask, Mm -hmm. and even something that I really noticed, so we ran a panel discussion yesterday um, on the theme of activism in print, Um, and so it was a speaker from Shadow, a speaker from Skin Deep magazine, Between Borders magazine and Muslim Sisterhood, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was chaired by uh, an incredible illustrator and campaigner for the Save Latin Village campaign, Havi Huxley. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was just a brilliant, um, well, I mean, within the room, it was everyone was really engaged with the topic. And so I think firstly, what you need to realise is that if you're in at these events, Mm. you've got a really welcoming community of people with you. Like everyone is interested in the same thing. And ultimately, that's where connection starts, because you're all connected by a shared interest yeah so
0: often you so often that you will go to something like that on your own Mm -hmm. and you're usually not the only person in the room who's there on their own as well yeah so you know always look around for someone who looks like they're on their own you know who's maybe you know i don't know going to the bar or whatever and that's a a good chance to start a conversation but also a great tip is to ask a question when they have Mm -hmm. the q a time at the end raise your hand, introduce yourself, let the room know who you are and what you do, Mm -hmm. um, and then people might come up to you afterwards as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Something very interesting, actually, that happened yesterday as well. An audience member asked a question um, that went to the panel... Um, but then the panel may kind of asked the room if they had any advice and so then a different person in the audience kind of gave some advice yeah it was brilliant it's
1: almost like a circular I love that, I really enjoy that ooh, yay collaboration
0: Yeah,
2: and on that I guess be vocal about your passions and interests not necessarily just at an event where you're putting up your hand and you're asking a question but even if it's kind of via what you reshare on twitter Mm. or instagram or places that you go to um because if you're kind of if you know what you want and you know what you're looking for and you're vocal about it it becomes a point of connection that's how people can find you and know that you're similar to them right um but then yeah and then the third i guess would be um to go outside of your own experiences um, and I know
1: you're gonna be really good at this. because <laughs> Your job is literally to get involved and almost research things outside of your lived experience.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. Like as as important as it is to kind of nurture your own like self identity and kind of finding stuff that is specifically relevant to you, I think it's incredibly important to connect. Yeah, with the experiences of other people, and it's so easy to do that. As well, even though it sounds like a bit of a daunting idea, yeah, it does doesn't
1: it? Why? Yeah, is
2: that? I, well, I don't know. I think I think it's because you're boiling down like everyday things into one sentence, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, of course, ultimately, yeah. it's like following people on Twitter. People that I would shout out would be Roxanne Gay uh, and Mona yeah. uh, a brilliant Egyptian feminist and writer. Um, I've been listening to Sarah Pascoe's new podcast which is called Sex, Power, Money at the moment, where um, Sarah, she's a comedian. She's also brilliant in her own right. But this yeah. isn't so much a, um, a co- comedy podcast. She's talking to um, different sex workers and debunking myths around sex work um, and breaking taboos. Um, That's amazing. And,
1: and also so important.
2: Exactly. And then it also it's so interesting for me to listen to things like... To podcasts like that because it really resonates with everything we're trying to do at Shadow, which is just like listening to people with a lived experience of a topic.
0: Yeah, especially people who have not historically been listened to. Exactly,
2: exactly. Um, so the resources are there, and calling them resources makes it sound like we're at school. Actually, it's just Twitter <laughs> and like Apple Podcasts, but it's brilliant. So- I'm
1: well into calling them resources because I'm like, yay,
2: let's
0: go back to school, <laughs> <laughs> <Let's learn." laughs> But
2: actually, no. It's just social
0: media. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and what about any books or anything?
2: Books recently that I've read that I would recommend to anyone who would listen is Queenie. Um, oh, just oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So good. And it's not about the burqa. Um, again, all of these kind of different stories are not distinct to my experience. But mm. reading about them and learning about them is how you're going to get like a more rounded view. Completely. Of you know life of like people's lived experience and it
0: helps you to nurture your own empathy which i think as humans is just really we all have a responsibility to do that so that we can recognize and respect other people who are different from us but also
1: empathy i think is probably one of the most important things to be able to meaningfully connect with someone because if you are able to be in a conversation with someone where you are able to actively listen to them and have empathy to their experience you will be much more able to emotionally physically you know your body language will change Mm. you'll be able to connect to them much easier Mm -hmm um so next segment we need to stop seeing them honestly I keep doing it (laughs) um every time I do it Tara looks at me and she's like "What?" (laughs) Um, okay so next one pulp fiction so Hannah what myths do you want to bust right open about all things connectivity and maybe other stuff
2: Right, so I, there are actually two things that I want to bust wide open. Yes! One, all of them are linked to connection because connection is everything, right? But yes. the first is actually specifically linked to the topic of our second issue, which was global womanhood. Um, and uh, uh, the main reason that we decided to look at global womanhood as a topic. Um, was to move away from a white Western framework of feminism, of womanhood, to take a really global view of things, to understand that being a woman, identifying as a woman, means different things to different people, Mm. depending on such a huge array of factors. Um, And so I almost well, I did want to shout out one of the pieces in the second issue... Uh, was by one of our Nigerian contributors, Toby. He wrote a piece on nego feminism, which is a theory by Obioma Nemeka, uh, which basically is um, it posits that nego feminism stands for two things. Firstly, it is the feminism of negotiation, and secondly, it stands for no ego feminism, which basically means that. Feminism and womanhood is shaped and defined by your social, cultural, political, familial context, and no one woman's experience is the same. Mm. So basically, womanhood is different for each person, and you don't need to fit into some sort of, like, ideal woman. You can just live, like, you can be who you are, and that's different for each person.
1: And valid. Yeah, and totally valid. Mm. Okay, nice one. Next myth to bust right open.
2: Next myth on the theme of connections. So meaningful connections, and often the most meaningful connections are ones which aren't self-serving. Mm. Um, so something that um, an organisation that I'm part of, it's a social enterprise called Roots, who you can find at rootscollective.com. It's um,
0: spell R-O-U-T-E-S, not... Roots like a tree roots. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, and they're theatre workshops um, with refugee and asylum-seeking women in the UK. Um, and I help facilitate these workshops. It's all to build confidence, to build English language. But then also each um, participant in the workshop is paired with a woman who's their mentor, who basically they go for coffee with once a week. It could be for the sole purpose of friendship, or maybe you're asking for specific tips on it skills or how to build um your own business all this stuff and it's just taught me so much about like facilitating connections between these different women who have been living in a bit of a cycle of isolation Mm. um, as refugee and asylum seeking women like kind of pushed into the outskirts of london um but then also you're kind of connecting the dots you're by helping like with english language you're helping facilitate a connection with you know the next step in their journey be it through work or meeting new friends or you know integrating into a community if that's what they want to do um so it's taught me a lot about connections and I think seeking out social enterprises and volunteering opportunities like that is super important
1: do you know what it's funny you should mention volunteering because I was actually having a meeting with someone yesterday about the privilege of being able to volunteer Mm -hmm. because there is a lot of privilege around being able to connect with people that are in need of help because one you're doing it for free Mm -hmm. two you need time which we know is a really rare commodity yeah so this amazing lady actually is setting up or has set up almost like a a connector between charities and volunteers and you can do it for much shorter period of time and they actually pair the volunteers together based on their skill set so you know if you were particularly good at um talking to a room of people <coughs> then you could go in and be a teacher etc etc um anyway it's really interesting it's called indigo volunteers so if you're interested in
0: volunteering that would be a good place to start i also
1: think oh sorry
0: i was just going to say i love the i love this as a myth because so often we we do a lot of stuff in the kind of like women in business space and and a lot of events and things like that and the word connection or Connect can often mean like business, yeah, Mm. networking, or like oh, she's really well connected, or I've got this connection at such and such, and it can it can the the our understanding the way we use the word can sometimes seem not necessarily self-serving, but um, it it can lose some of its. Emotive, importance,
1: human, yeah. yeah, significance. 100%. And it's certainly in the industry that I'm in, which is the media industry, you know, connections are understood as currency. Mm. So you often, if you have good connections... <coughs> Sorry, God, you can tell it's making me choke with anger. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, if you have good connections, then you're, you're yes yeah, well. You, are, you are, are your connections. You are. Mm. And I think that something that I like to do, and you know, hopefully people will experience this, is to have actually empathetic, meaningful yeah. connections. Because mm. essentially, humans are bred on relationships. We take joy from them. We mm. take... Um, energy from them they give us you know the reason why we are different from machines AI artificial intelligence whatever is because we have empathy Mm. and I feel like connecting is one of the most important things if not the most important thing to develop that skill of empathy and if we lose that we are in a big problem look what's happening in politics where's the empathy mm. where is the
2: empathy and the lack of connection between those in power and those they're like, serving yeah the people they're serving Exactly. Oh my God. we could go on for days mm, we Jesus could. Mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but i just you know i love a definition so i'm just going to give us the definition of connection yeah so this is it <clears throat> connection a relationship in which a person or thing is linked or associated with something else. And I think that's really, really important because we were talking earlier about how you we can often talk about the connection to ourself. Well, actually, based on this definition of connection, connection is definitely an outward action, isn't it? It's opening hmm. yourself to others.
2: Well, exactly. So at uh, shadow... We, like, very much believe that connection to a topic can only happen through listening to the people who have lived that experience.
1: I mean, literally. I'm going to get that tattooed somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's so true. Listening, having empathy, you know, just being open to other people's experience. Guys, it's so important. Okay, next section,
2: not singing it. Quote, a clock. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, it's not a quote per se, but a mantra that Izzy and I live by every day, I think we say it to each other multiple times per day, (laughs) is, um, the worst thing that can happen is that someone says no. So, what we mean by that is just... It's not that bad, is it? Exactly. You've just got to go and you've got to ask for things. If it's advice, if it's kind of, I don't know, donations, it's the worst that can happen is someone turns around and says I'm really sorry no or they don't reply which can mean a number of things so just send another email just keep keep pushing because ultimately I think we were taught definitely as young women that you don't want to appear pushy and um, I don't know I think that gradually we're unlearning everything to do with that and being well, it's like it's a
0: very traditional kind of feminine role of being passive you know it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's there there are some kind of parallels with, like, dating and what what we're kind of, like, supposed to do with dating. It's, like, this idea that, like, you know, a woman doesn't ask a man out on a Mm -hmm, date mm -hmm. or that she doesn't do the proposal. You know, it's these kind of things that, like, a woman's woman's role is to accept and to be asked rather than to do the asking. Mm. And it's very, very old-fashioned, of course. Um, But look how prevalent it is.
1: It's very old fashioned, but yeah, Mm. it's still living and breathing.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like insidious. But also, I think something that's been really important for us, um, for me and for Izzy, is because you haven't, like, because, like, the worst thing that can happen is that someone says no. It just means that you keep trying new things. Like, neither of us had any experience at all in kind of the magazine industry so we were just like well we're just going to go out and we're going to do it anyway That's and somehow so it's amazing
1: that you haven't built something based on you know what you're the best at in inverted commas you've seen a need a space a necessary thing to create and you have taken on the baton of making that mm-hmm. and the Kudos. challenge of, of
0: learning it as you go
1: yeah yeah, yeah. very inspiring <laughs> very inspiring very motivating guys yeah One so day. our
0: next section is our pep to the people and this is where <laughs> See, you just, I live it, literally
1: yeah Meg. come on come on come on <laughs> let's get to it let's get to it that was amazing i loved it <laughs> i have no
0: idea what i just did <laughs>
1: that was amazing <laughs>
0: but nonetheless I shall continue (laughs) but to the people this is our final section where we are going to hear from someone's uh, concern in the community and we are going to hear Hannah's uh, advice on that so the question is I really want to connect with like-minded people, I've drifted away from my friendship group from school and I don't know where to start please help
2: Right, so again, I'm going to refer back to um, the panel discussion yesterday, which mm. we hosted, which was a real point of connectivity um, for our network. Um, basically, it sounds trivial, but you can start on social media. So Lamisa Khan, who is one of the three co-founders of Muslim Sisterhood, she was kind of giving advice to the audience at this stage because they were asking pretty much this question. Mm. Um, If you are not seeing things that you're interested in um, and you, you don't feel like you're connecting with people that have the same values of you, Do a bit of research, like, reach out to people on Instagram. It's actually a very, like, welcoming community. And also you can do so much research through that. Like, follow, like, independent journals or people who inspire you. See who else is, like, doing that same thing. And maybe just be bold and ask people out for a coffee. Slide into the DMs. Well, exactly. And and
0: comment and things like that. It comes back to participation, you know. Like, that's how, how you grow a community and that's how you become... a a member of a community Mm -hmm. is to participate with things even if it's as small as following liking commenting on on uh some posts and things like and it can become a beautiful rabbit warren when you start Mm -hmm. going through like and then you discover someone else and then you discover Mm -hmm. someone else and and then before you know you know you found like one of these events like we're talking about Um, or you've made friends with another participator in that community who's on the same level as you it doesn't necessarily have to be as daunting as like someone who's a speaker or someone...
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's really important to say. You don't have to go for the top person, yeah. whoever you're speaking to, Arianna Huffington, Cheryl, <laughs> Cheryl Sandberg. Do you know what I mean? You can the talk to, Yeah.
0: In the comments space on a post, there's so much to there's so much opportunity for connection there. You know, like you can reply to someone else's comment who said something that you agree with and then they might reply to you and then they'll follow you and then, it, you know, things can really blossom. She's giving mm-hmm. you tips here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This
2: and, is how it works. <laughs> and like as, as important as that online community is, it's then once you found them, it's very easy to take it offline again because there are then so many events that mm. you can go to um I this year I'd say has been the first year where I've properly been going to events on my own mm. um but then as soon as you get there it's just an incredibly like safe space of yeah. like-minded people yeah. that you don't feel like you went alone anymore you yeah. feel like you're kind of part of this and sometimes engaged group. it's better to go alone yeah. because if you're with a
0: friend then you stay with your friend and you just chat to your friend but if you go alone, then you are automatically you're out of Ireland. that comfort zone. Yeah, and you are actually open mm-hmm. to other people. Like I mentioned before, like, you, know, you can scan the room for people who are on their own and, and speak to them. There'll be someone there doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're on your own, then it's more likely that you're going to be approached by someone else yeah. as well.
2: exactly. And also, we,
0: we mentioned um, Instagram, but Facebook is brilliant as well mm-hmm. for these things. And, for sure. and something that's really flourished recently is closed groups and so if there's a particular topic that, that you're on it's worth searching if there's a particular topic you're interested in it's worth searching for a little bit and seeing if there's a, a closed group on facebook and if there isn't you could start one yeah and and what's great about closed groups is they have um rules you know and so they they're, they're a really safe place especially if it's a topic that's particularly uh requires vulnerability or is you know whatever if you could be susceptible to trolling Mm. it's a it's a great space to be having those conversations because you're not going to come across anything like that those people will just get deleted by the admins
1: okay nice look at that (laughs) okay well I hope that that person is feeling more motivated around getting out there and making connections Thank you so much, Hannah. What an Thank interesting. Yeah, I hope
0: everyone listening really feels <laughs> like they take this spirit of connectivity and like empathy through their day today. Yeah. It's it's really important, isn't it? It mm. is.
1: I feel like we've all opened up <laughs> I'm physically opening by the way. So Hannah, if people want to connect with you yes. outside of the podcast, what do they do? Where do they go?
2: Well, you can follow us on Instagram, which is at shadow.mag. Um or How do you spell shadow? S H uh, A D O Mm -hmm. shadow without the w there we go then dot mag short for magazine um (laughs) (laughs) all right okay just wanted to make it really clear (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah just keep up to date with all of our events we do have um a photography a global photography project that we're launching um in london next week um, which is on very exciting. It's on the theme of our second issue, so Global Womanhood. We've commissioned one photograph uh, from 20 female photographers around the world. They've all responded to the brief, I am a woman. Wow. So we're... That just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, same. And you know what will give you more goosebumps? I've been getting through the submissions, like they've been coming through this week, and they're absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, from 20 different countries around the world. It's going to be brilliant and also kind of show the breadth of you know what it means to identify as a woman we'll hopefully be taking that around various spaces so um okay. do let us keep yeah do keep in touch
0: guys, yeah
2: yes um and you can also find us we're less active on twitter and facebook but we're definitely still responsive there so find us on facebook uh which is just shadow mag and twitter is shadow underscore mag
1: lovely amazing i'm going to that exhibition yeah i can't wait <laughs> yeah okay well thank you so much hannah and guys have an amazing week happy monday happy See monday you soon. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of the slice a new episode drops every monday at 6am Whether you're dealing
0: with a well-being challenge or need some inspiration at work, The Slice is here to get you motivated and ready to step into your power. We are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search The Slice Podcast. I've been Tara Starlet, your resident wellness warrior, community marketing expert and growth guru. You can follow me at Tara Starlet. And I've been Megan Morass, your resident motivational mentor,
1: business owner and power pep talker. Follow me at Megan Morass. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week for the next slice.